0: Good morning, everyone. Good to see you all. I've got the privilege and the honor of sharing the word of God today. Again, uh, thank you for joining us online, if you're online. uh, Can we pray before we start? We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father God. We thank you that we've been worshiping you, Lord. We've lifted up our heart to you, Lord. We've opened up our heart to you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to open up our heart and convict us, convict us of truth. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you'll lead us, lead our hearts today. Let us hear your word. Let us hear your truth and open our hearts to it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Great, so exciting. Raining outside doesn't even feel like it. It's, a, it's such a good day today. Um, so this year we've been, it, we've had a, a great. Uh, it's been, a, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of things around the world haven't been too good. But within our church and what we're doing as our theme. Uh, We have a theme called Reviving Christ. So we've been going through this theme and we're seeing various preachers and the whole team going through and and bringing in a different revelation each week, which has been pretty good. And the internal reviving, just to to keep talking about it, it's good to keep repetitive about it and what we're doing and, and what the Holy Spirit is doing in us. And when I talk about revive, I talk about an internal reviving in us. And the Holy Spirit is really working and moving through us, and, and working with us, and working through us, reviving our, us from the inside out. We're not looking for an external, you know, kind of behavior. We're not looking for all the loud music, all the loud noise, but we're looking for an internal joy, an internal peace that comes when we, when we trust and we put our hope in Him. And that's so good, and it's been so good to, to see that, and God's doing stuff in us. And last week I began, I did a whole series on identity. Last week I began to talk about trust, and, and really just talking about the fundamental, the foundation of what we need. I mean, it all begins in trust. I mean, we, don't, we wouldn't even have faith if we well, wouldn't even begin to start to grow in our faith if we didn't trust in God and in his word. Um, last week, I wrapped up in a series of identity from 1 Peter 2, which when we truly believe that, when we truly trust in what he's saying about our identity in Christ, then we will be revived internally. And we need to embody these truths. It'll change the whole way that we live, change the whole way that we see things, changes our perspective of life, changes everything that we do. And, um, and see, in, in this world, it's a broken world. And I've, we mentioned it, we know that, we're all aware of it, we're living here, we're alive. We know that we're in a broken world, we know that things are unpredictable, we know that life is unpredictable, we know there's so many things going around us that we can't control, we can't change. You know, even growing up, we're rejected. We develop insecurities in our lives. We develop fears. We develop worries. We develop all these different things. We develop all these doubts about ourselves, our capability, and what we believe that we can do ourselves. Even though we try different, you know, self-help things and different things to help us grow, you know, it only takes so far. Um, You know, and throughout that life that we live, we become bitter. We can become judgmental, and we become unforgiving and critical, angry. Many of us, we've felt that. In our lives, if we don't trust in him, if we don't trust in, in our new identity in Christ, our lives can spin out of control. It can, it can be completely, it, it can just have a completely different turn. We can become unstable. You know, just being unstable and not knowing which way to turn what we believe, we become overly overly sensitive. We become overly traumatized. And we, we, we start to become overly reactive to things, overly responsive to things. We become offended at everything and everyone when we don't trust. And the reality is we face a human condition in this world. We face a a life, a broken world, where there is a human condition that we live with. And we know that. We know that we live with that kind of stuff, the anger, unforgiveness, bitterness. But all of this changes. And the, the, the amazing thing is that all of this changes. And this is where the trust comes in. Everything changes when you open your heart to God. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Everything changes when you trust. Everything changes. And uh, we become born again when we put our trust in Jesus. We open our hearts to him. We start to live out a new life in Christ. That's the truth. That is the truth. And then we measure it. The truth is that we're no longer bound by our old behaviors. The truth is we're no longer bound by our old life, those that put their faith and trust in Jesus. They're no longer bound by their old sinful behaviors and their old sinful actions and what they do, their old desires. The reality is and the truth is that we have an identity in Christ. That's the truth. Our core core identity truths, which I talked about last week, are that we are accepted by him, we are valued, we are loved, we are forgiven, and we're capable. They're the truths that we hold. They're the truths that as a believer that we hold. And all of these truths that overcome a human condition and that condition of bitterness and anger, it overcomes the broken unpredictability of life. It overcomes being accepted, being loved, being valued. It overcomes all of that predictability. We don't need to know everything. We don't need to control everything. It overcomes everything that we face today if we put our trust in our identity. But the truth is many Christians don't live that way. And you know, uh, growing up, uh, being in Christianity, Christianity for uh, 15 years, you know, even, even then, knowing him, believing in him, coming to church, serving, tithing, doing all of that stuff, doing everything, doing everything, uh, following a pattern, following a, a religious pattern, it didn't change me. It didn't change the inside of me. It didn't change who I was. And the reality is many people don't change even after they, take, they, they believe and trust in God. And the reality is there's a truth called sanctification, where a person is growing in their, in their Christianity. They're growing in their belief. They're growing in who they are in Christ. And there's that, there's that truth, that there's that real maturity thing. But the truth is, in reality, not many people are growing. Not many people are trusting in him. We're so consumed by the world around us. We're so consumed with the things around us sometimes. And James 2.24 says a person is shown to be righteous or shown to be made right with God through their faithful actions and not through their faith alone. So the Bible's saying that if you actually believe and you trust and you have faith in him, there's actions that follow. Your behaviors follow. Your, your, what you say to people follow. What you believe about yourself follows. Praise the Lord. So it brings up the very real questions that some of them I touched on last week. Do we really believe in our new identity in Christ? That's that's the truth that I've got to face. We've all got to face that. Do we really believe that? Do we really trust God? That's the reality. Do we really trust God? It's really good, really important that you ask yourself that. Do you really trust him? It's really important. Do you really trust his word? Whoa. Do we really trust his word? See, to really believe that we have a new identity in Christ, we need to believe his word. We need to trust his word. We need to trust him first. See, trust, if you look at trust in the dictionary, it means relying on the integrity, strength, and ability of something. That's what trust means. Relying on the ability, the strength, the integrity of something. Trust means having a hope, a confident assurance. If you look it up online right now, that's what trust means, a, a confident expectation of something. That's what it means. So when it comes to trusting God, it, it's, it's the same thing. It means that trusting in his character, we're trusting in his integrity. We're trusting in who he is. We're trusting in his word and what he says. We're trusting in his ability and his strength. Wow. We're trusting. We're having a complete hope a complete expectation in Him. Trusting God always means keeping that He will keep His promise. He will never let you down. He will not lie. Trusting trusting with God with everything means that everything that He says is true. Everything that He says about Him is true. Everything that He says about you is true. Wow, do we believe that? Trusting in God is more than just a feeling. It's more than that. It's got to go beyond the feeling. It's got to go beyond the emotional part. It's, it's, it's got to go beyond that. We can't trust in the feelings because our circumstances change all the time. Whenever you have a good circumstance, you have a good feeling. Whenever you have a bad circumstance, you have a bad feeling. So how can you trust in something that's constantly moving? You know, I don't know, if you, if you, if you make a deal with somebody or if you make an agreement with somebody, if they constantly change the goalpost, how does that feel? It's like, where do we stand? Where, where, where do we stand? You can't trust sometimes in the feelings because of the circumstances. But yes, God does. He, he does. he is concerned about your circumstances. He's concerned about your feelings. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that you can't trust personally in that because of the constantly changing. You know, um, at one point in life, everything could be running perfect. Your finances could be great. Your health could be great. You know, your, your future could be looking really bright, everything looking perfect. You know, the family's perfect. The friends, everything's great. All of a sudden, something hits. You know, something can hit, a sickness. Some, a family member or a friend gets sick. Something happens. You lose your job. That's a circumstance you start getting a bit shaky. You get disappointed with the situation. Someone betrays you. We can't trust in that. We can't trust in the circumstances. As he moves us around, we become destabilized. And through such a broken and unpredictable world that we live in, to remain stable in a broken and unpredictable world, to remain stable, we can't rely rely on the world to remain stable. Even in the most difficult circumstances, we can trust God. We need to trust God and his word to remain stable, in such an unstable and unpredictable world. We can't trust in the things of this world. Trusting in God is a decision. It's a choice. That's what it is. You've got to make a choice. You've got to decide and go, what am I going to believe? What am I going to trust in? Who am I going to trust in? You've got to decide. That's what trust is. Faith and trust, they almost mean the same thing. Faith means believing. Trust is the action word to the faith. It's an action. And uh, there, there are real fundamental truths that we need to decide on if we're going to live a life of faith, if we're going to live a long journey of faith. It's a lifelong journey. We're not here only for a couple of years to make sure it's all gray and then all of a sudden we flop off. No, God wants you to run the race. God wants you to finish strong. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. It's how you finish. And I only have time to do one today. We have an all-in meeting after this, so I'm going to try to be quick. Um, but this one is the most important one. And I'm going to start with this one. And, and really, it starts with deciding to trust in his word. That's really what it is. That's the fundamental one that we need to have. The fundamental one we need to trust in his word. See, there's a powerful scripture in Matthew 7 where Jesus he used the picture of building a house on a rock to describe what happens when you believe God, when you have faith in him and when you trust in his words. So Matthew 7, I already got it up. Maybe skim read it let me have a quick drink of water. I like, I like skim reading. Most staff know that. <laughs> so Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus talking, by the way. So he's coming out and talking, doing a whole um, a sermon. is talking to people about false teachers, watching out for false teachers, watching out for other truths and other things that are out there, watching out for the opinions of the Pharisees. So he's coming off the back of that, and he's saying this right now. And he's saying, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the waters rose, the winds blew, pounded on the house. Have you ever had that at home? A pounding on the house? Mate, yeah, it didn't collapse. Not a bad home. Not a bad home because its foundation was on the rock. Ooh, nice. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act, Everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't trust. Everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't take the step to believe and trust in him. Everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell. The rivers rose. The winds blew and pounded the house and it collapsed. We see it on TV. You know, hurricanes come through. Takes everything away. And I remember seeing a, 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 a post, I mean, it's probably not funny, actually. You see a few hundred homes and then one house in the middle, solid, didn't get touched. It's like, wow, wish I had that one. That's great. That's the one I want to have. <laughs> um, and it collapsed with a great crash. See, th- this picture speaks of our faith. It speaks of our faith in his word and our trust in him that we will act when we trust in him that we will act. And build our life on his word. That's what he was speaking about. And when we build our life on his word, we will be solid. We will be immovable. We will be unshakable. Wow, how good is that? When you trust in something, you act on it, right? If you don't trust in something, you're not going to act on it. When you when you buy a phone or a car, you're not going to buy it unless you, you trust it. And when you trust it, you act on it and you buy it, Right? If you see a phone or a car that you're going to look at online or where you go to the shop to go and buy it, if you don't trust in the brand, if you don't trust in the model, guess what? You're not going to buy it. Normally, when you trust in something, you act upon it. And that's what happens. When you when you trust in food, you eat it. That's what you do. (laughs) And in the same way, what you decide to trust in in your life is what you will build your life on. Same thing. It's what you'll build your life on. If you decide to trust in your own view of life, if you decide to trust on based on what you think is right, based on your education and what you learned growing up, guess what you're going to do? You're going to build your life on that, right? If you trust in the world's view, if you trust chasing after the things of the world, guess what you're going to tr- go after? You're going to build your life on that, right? It's true. I like it hurts, but it's true. I love it. I love it. Holy Spirit, open up our hearts right now, Lord. Thank you, Father. If you trust in the opinions of others and their own view of life, guess what you're going to do? You're going to build your life on that. Man, it's so true. If you trust to decide, if you trust in social media, if you trust on the highlight reels, guess what you're going to try to build your life on? That. Same thing. Man. really hurts but the question is how solid would your life be if you trust on these things how solid is it you think about it we're all adults here no children we're all adults here you think about it and the real test comes when the storm of life hits that's the real test everything could be great I built my life on my opinions and me growing up and everything. And I built my life on social media. Look at their life. But the real test comes when the storms of your life come. That's the real test. When the wind blows, when you get a pounding, when everything hits you, when the floods rise up, when disappointments pound you. That's the test. When someone betrays you, that's the test. When you experience grief and trauma, that's a test. When you, would you, would you remain standing if you trust in these things? Do you remain standing? Can you stand? Can you stand if you trust in these things? Or do you collapse? So Jesus is saying, do you blame others? This is a good check for you. Do you blame others? Do you get bitter? Do you get angry? You go into fear, you go into worry, anxiety. What do you do when the storms of life hit you? What do you do when disappointment hits? What do you do? Then you ask yourself, what is my life built on? Can my life stand the test? But Jesus says, if you decide to completely trust in him, that is so good. That is so safe to me. Oh, if you completely decide to trust in his words, everything's going to change around you. No no. If you completely decide to chase to, to trust in his words, your life will be immovable, unshakable, regardless of what's going on around you. Wow, what kind of testament is that to the world? Hey. Imagine building your life on wisdom. Imagine building your life on love, an unfailing love. Imagine building your life on that. You know, when we were growing up, me growing up, we built our, our life on conditional love, but it's human love, right? They tried that. My parents tried their best and beautiful, did everything they could, but it's a conditional love. We built our life on that. We built our life on our own wisdom and the wisdom that the world brings us. And things that we hear, things that we pick up along the way. People that we like, role models that we like, famous people. We build our lives on stuff like that. But his wisdom, imagine building your life on his wisdom, on his knowledge. Wow. On his power, on his love. Imagine building your life on that. But it begins, it all begins with the decision to trust. That's where it begins. So let me continue with the picture of the building what that Jesus is talking about. I mean, I, I love building. I've, I've built a few homes in the past. And uh, I want to help you understand how trust works in our faith. See, so if you look at it right from the beginning of building a house, before you build a house, you've got to trust the architect, right? I mean, that's fair enough. You've, you've got to block a land. You've got to trust the architect to design your house. We've got some architects in the back, Alan and Rhonda. Interior tips. (laughs) You believe the design, right? You trust the architect. You believe the design. And you you believe that it's going to be solid and a safe place to live in. You don't want it crumbling and falling apart, right? Yes, that's normal. That's kind of like our faith. Think about it. When we open our hearts to Jesus, he is the author and the architect of our life. Not bad. You've got to put your trust in the architect. You've got to put your trust... In the designer, you've got to put your trust in him. You've got to put your trust in his plans for your life, not your own. You've got to put your trust in him. You've got to build your trust that he will build your life on solid, safe ground, and your house will be built solid. Pretty cool, eh. Then after trusting the architectural plans, what do you do? You get the big excavator out. All right? You get the contractor, come on, back it in. Let's go. Remove that old house out of the way. Knock it down. Get rid of it. That old thing, demolish everything. The old broken parts, the old everything, everything's falling apart. Get rid of everything. Remove the old structure. Everything's worn out. It's got to get changed. You get the big excavator out. And it reminded me of, it's like removing, out, removing our old life. And it says that in Ephesians 4.22, Take off your old, former way of life. The old self that is corrupt by deceitful desires. Sort of a bit of a a parallel there. Almost sounds the same. We take off our former way of life. We take off that old, broken home, that old, broken structure that we've been building. We take it off. Take off the former way of life. Take it off. You can take it off. Not bad. You can demolish it. You can get rid of it. We take off our old human condition. Yes, get rid of it. You take off your old way of living and responding. Oh, what a change. Then after it's gone and clean, you start digging the foundations. Get old mate, the excavator, start digging. Let's go. I mean, you could do it by hand, but you won't get very far. I tried by hand. It wasn't very nice. And we called the excavator straight away. We thought I oh, would we'll save money. Well, you know, we're European, just do it all by hand. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> and then you hit, you keep digging, you keep digging until what? You find the rock. You don't stop. You don't stop. You keep digging. You find the rock until you're firmly pinned. Pinning. You've got to pin the foundations on the rock. Oh, praise the Lord! See, so digging the foundations—they're the hardest part. It's the hardest part. I don't know if you've ever done that before. Man, it's messy. There's mud everywhere. There's dirty You're laughing because you did a pool recently. <laughs> There's mud everywhere, clay everywhere. It's ugly. Oh, man, you just want to get out. There are times you want to give up and you just want to go, I'm done. I've, the house, I'm not building no house. I'm going. It's just crazy, especially when it rains. But the most crucial part is that. It's the most crucial part to the entire house. The foundations, where are you pinning it to? The rock. Man, without hitting that rock, you're not going to be solid. But to try to get that rock, you might get hard soil. You're going to get the mud. You're going to get the ugliness. You're going to get the clay. But you just keep going because you've got to trust that the rock is there. You trust. Same as Our lives. By faith, you give your heart to the Lord. You give your heart, you open your heart to Jesus. You remove the former way of life. You remove it. Then you start digging. Then you start pressing on. Then you start pressing on to that journey. You continue that journey of faith. You continue digging. Am I too loud? Not too loud. Maybe getting too excited. I don't know. <laughs> we press beyond our own beliefs. Keep digging press beyond other people's beliefs keep digging press beyond your own opinions keep digging press beyond it press beyond it other the world tries to impose their opinions press beyond it don't stop press beyond it let's be honest along the way we're going to hit hard dirt we're going to hit hard hard soil we're not going to like it we are not going to like it we get rejected ah oh, we get rejected we get hurt Yes, we do. We get disappointed. Yes, of course. But we continue to dig. We continue to dig. We continue to dig beyond our fears, beyond our insecurities. Along the way, the mud, the clay, it starts to blur our vision. We get Hands get dirty. Our feet get dirty all over your face. It starts to blur everything. We worry. We start to fear. We get anxious. We hit the unbelief of certain areas. We hit areas of unbelief. We start to doubt our own capability. Can I do this? Can I believe in him? Some have given up trusting completely. Some are not standing in the truth. Some have given up in that. Some don't want to pray. Some don't want to read the word anymore. They've given up trusting. Some have decided to get distracted with the desires of the world and what the world can offer. Some have one foot on the rock, one foot on the mud. Poof. See you later. I've done that. That hurts. Hopefully you land on the mud, not on the rock. James 1.8 says a person that's double minded is unstable in all their ways. Oh, man, they ain't love the word. You read the word and you're like, oh man, and they shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. Ah, oh, that hurts. That hurts. But the truth is. The truth is, there is a truth. We've got to believe in the truth, trust in the truth. You have an architect to your life. You can trust the architect. That's why you keep going. That's why you keep pressing in. You keep moving, you keep pressing on because you, you trust the architect of your life, right? Psalm thirty-three eleven says, His plans endure forever. Man, you can trust his plans. His purposes last eternally. Eternity, eternally. You can trust that God will never leave you or forsake you. You can trust that. You could stand on the truth. It's the only thing that's unchanging in your life. Everything else changes. Feelings change. Circumstances change. Everything changes. John 14.1 says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Very simple are very effective. It hurts. I mean, good hurt. It's good. Good. Bring it on. Trust in his word. Trust in his truth. What's he saying about your life right now? What's he saying to you? Think about it. Regardless of your circumstances, wherever you are in your faith journey, whether you started, whether you've been here for a long time, whether you've been a Christian for a a long time, whatever your hurt, whatever your unbelief, whatever it is, Whatever worry has distracted you, whatever anything has has done coming your way, why don't you make a decision right now to trust in the architect of your life, to trust that the architect has got the plans. He knows the plans for your life. God knows the plans for your life. Make a decision to keep digging. Make a decision to keep digging. Keep digging. Keep trusting. Keep pressing into his words. Sometimes you might understand things that are going on. Many times I don't. That's why you've got to trust. That's why you've got to trust. But when you trust him, it, it makes you act to want to keep pressing. It makes you want to go beyond your understanding. And that's the scripture that I read last week, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Don't do that. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will make straight your paths. As you trust Him, you include Him in your life. You acknowledge Him. It it starts with trust. It starts with trust. You form a relationship with Him. Pretty cool. He he gets into the trenches with you. Man, the Holy Spirit is there with you? Holy Spirit, you're not leaving me on my own? You're getting in there? Wow. Wow. You're going to get down and dirty. Let's do it. He'll lead you through. He will lead you through. He will make your path straight. That's what the word's saying. He will make your path straight. He will lead you through your former way of life. He will lead you. He will lead you through to renewing your mind. Yes. He will lead you through to living a godly life. Ephesians 4, 23, 24, and I, I did the first part. That says, be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of truth. The one. That means the new man, the new person. God's made you a new person. God's created you. God's created Make a decision. Make a decision to trust him completely in his word. Make a decision. Don't get distracted. Don't get discouraged. Don't do it. Don't be double-minded. You'll be unstable in all your ways. Don't have divided loyalty. Don't be double-minded. Make a decision. Whichever way you go, make a decision. Make a decision. Pick up where you left off. Maybe you feel like you've left off somewhere. Pick it up. Pick up the shovel. Call the excavator in. Come on, let's do this thing. Remove the clay. Remove the mud. I want both my feet to stand on the, on the solid ground. I want my foundation, both of them to stand there. Pin your foundations on the rock. You make a decision. You can act. Do you know how you pin? You trust. You pin your foundations on the rock when you trust him beyond your understanding, beyond your circumstances, beyond what you're going through. You trust him. Ah. Oh. Pin yourself to his love. I'm, I'm excited. Sorry, I'm excited. You pin yourself to his character. Pin yourself to his love. Pin yourself. You can build your house on that foundation. Hey, you can build it. You can build it. Mate, the best thing is when you've got solid foundation or solid rock, uh, you can build anything. I had, well, I remember years ago I built one of my homes. Mate, I had to, I had to build, do 112 piers to hit rock. Some of them four meters deep. I mean, that's a lot of money, and that's very deep for, you know, two homes that I was doing. And, uh, and then, uh, one of the excavators goes, brother, brother, this is, this is too, too deep, too much. He goes, you know what? I've got somebody that can do half the piers, an engineer who can sign off on it. And I thought, "Alright, man, maybe. But I thought, no, do you know what? I'm not going to live in the homes, but I'm going to do the right thing. I did 112 peers and I went all the way through. Went to the rock. Sometimes it can be the same in our lives. We can compromise. We can compromise. And we can lie to ourselves. We can tell the whole world what we're doing and how well we're doing it. But what are you doing? Are you being integral in your own life? Are you being integral? That's what really matters. That's really what matters. It's exciting. I'm really excited. His truth. His truth becomes your truth. Wow. When you're pinned on the rock, it becomes united. His truth becomes your truth. The Bible says that you are holy because made he He's made you holy. He has made you holy. Do you know what that? It becomes your identity. His truth becomes your truth. It becomes who you are. You start to sanctified, become Christ-like. That's what it means. You become Christ-like. When you put your complete trust in Jesus, when you trust in his word, when you firmly pin your life on him, your life becomes solid, immovable, unshakable, regardless of the circumstances of your life, regardless of what's going on. You can stand against the storms of life. Wow, that'd be great. Wouldn't that be good? You can resist the rain and the pounding. You can resist it. All right, maybe you hear the noise on the outside. You can resist the hail, the wind. Let the shutters wave around. You're not coming into my house. It's all right. You can, over, you can overcome the storms of life with his truth. You can overcome rejection and hurt with his acceptance, the truth of who you are. You can overcome fears and insecurities with his love. Man, you can overcome guilt and condemnation with an assurance that he values you. Oh, that's so good. I'm saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with the word. I love it. It's so good. God's, God's good. You can overcome offenses and bitterness with forgiveness, with his forgiveness. He's forgiven you. You can forgive. You can overcome Your insufficiencies, your incapabilities, I'm not good enough. With his capability, he makes you capable. He makes you capable. And it all begins with the decision to trust in him again. That's all you got to do. You trust in him again. You might be new here. You might have started your faith journey already. You might have been in faith 5, 10, 20, 30, whatever years. It's all right. You might have started completely trusting in him. We all do. We could have started contr- trusting and going, Lord, you're the architect of my life. You design, I, I believe and I trust in the plans that you have for me. You might have dug and pressed in. You could have done that. You could have pinned yourself to the solid rock. You could have stood on there. You could have declared the word of God and trusted in him. But somewhere along the line, your life got unpinned. Somewhere along the line, you've compromised. Somewhere along the line. You could, it could be you. There was a compromise somewhere. Only you know that. Only you know that. The storms of life could have come. They could have pounded at your life. S- disappointments could have hit you so hard, it's knocked you off. And you started to compromise and not trust in something, not trust that, is it really true? Is it really true what he's saying? Is it really true, the word? I mean, look what I'm feeling. Look what I'm going through. Is the, is the word really true? Can I believe that over what I'm feeling right now? How? It's so real to me. Then we be silent. You know, you know that when your life is starting to show cracks, when your house is starting to show cracks, you're becoming bitter. You're becoming unforgiving. You're becoming harsh, worn out. It starts to show. It begins, though. The turnaround. Today. You don't need three years or ten years to make a decision. When you go into a shop and you want to go buy something, you don't come back five years later. You buy it there and then. You trust the thing. You trust the packet of chips or whatever you're going to buy or you go to the shop, whatever you're going to do. You take it with you. You put your trust in that thing and guess what you do? You open it, you eat it. Because you trust what's in there. You trust. You don't need five years. You don't need a week. You can make a decision right now to go, do you know what? I'm deciding today. I'm deciding to trust in you today, regardless of what I'm going through. I'm making a commitment. I'm making a commitment to trust in the Word of God. It begins with a decision, a repentance, wherever you are in your life, wherever you are in your journey. Repent, turn around, recommit, and trust in him again. Do that. Trust in His character. I can't do it for you. You've got to trust. Trust means act upon. Act upon. Trust in His word. Trust in who He is. Trust in His love. Trust that He is unchanging. That He is immovable in your life. Praise the Lord. You can repin your foundations back on Him. Praise the Lord. How good is that? You can go back to the Rock. You can go back to the rock, stand solid on the rock. Back to the word of truth. Psalm 125, last one. One, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. It cannot be shaken. It remains forever. It's talking about you. You who trust in the Lord. You cannot be shaken. You are immovable. You are unshakable. Why? Because you trust in the architect of your life. You trust that he is unchanging. You trust in him. You trust. Would you close your eyes right now and bow your head? Just have a private moment with you and the Lord. Just ask yourself, I want to ask you, would you trust in him again? When things don't go to plan, would you trust him? When your circumstances are beyond your control, when your circumstances are going crazy, will you trust in him? Will you? Ask yourself that. Would you trust him beyond your understanding? And we, we're creatures; we love to control things. What if it's beyond your own understanding and you can't even understand it? Would you trust him? You've got to remember that you're not alone here. Those that have put their trust in Jesus have the Holy Spirit inside of them. You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, as soon as you make a decision to trust, you, you sense His power. You sense Him. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. But You're trusting today. The Holy Spirit, we thank you that you'll lead us to repentance in areas that we haven't trusted in you. Holy Spirit, lead us. Holy Spirit, gently lead us to truth, to your truth. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead us back to the Father. Help us, Lord, to press beyond the pain, to press beyond the circumstances of what we're facing right now, whatever it is that we face in your heart to say Lord I have decided to trust in you again regardless of what I'm going through regardless of how painful it might be regardless of the past regardless of how muddy the waters are for my future regardless of any of that God I have decided to trust in you. I have decided to trust in you. Holy Spirit, thank you that you would help us. You would help us to trust. Holy Spirit, lead us. Guide us. Guide us into your arms. Guide us into the arms of the Father. Guide us, Lord, into you. We thank you, Father. I thank you for your leading, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. Just keep your eyes closed. If you haven't started your life with Christ, and you'll like to. Or if you would like to confess with your heart right now that you're making a recommitment, a decision to trust in Him, would you pray with me? Just repeat after me, dear Jesus. I confess that You are Lord. I declare my trust in you. I entrust my life into you, the architect of my life. Lead me into all truth. Lead me with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your presence right now. We thank you, Father God, Holy Spirit. Have your way, have your way, O Spirit.